from the Brainswell Media Studios, this is the Sales Training World broadcast with your sales coach, Ryan Dorn. Ryan is an Emmy winner, a certified business coach, and a 25-year sales and marketing veteran. He has trained over 4,000 sales professionals in seven countries, and he still sells today. No fluff, no bull. Tactical and practical sales and business advice to help your business go places you never thought possible. Welcome to Sales Training World. Now, your sales coach, your business coach, your host, Ryan Dorn. Hello, friends. Ryan Dorn here, and thank you for joining us here on the Sales Training World Podcast for the month of November 2017. Hope you're doing great. Wow, fall is in the air. Even here in South Carolina, leaves are, are falling. I know it's a little chilly for some of you across the country. We're getting some reports of snow in Denver and I uh, saw some snow in the porch of one of my friends in New York. So uh, fall is in the air, and that's what we're going to be talking about uh, today. You know, before we get to your listener questions, hey, don't forget, thanks for all the questions you send in. Really, really easy. Send your questions right here directly to me, ryan at ryandorn.com. Ryan at ryandorn.com. My last name is spelled D-O-H-R-N, D-O-H-R-N. Keep those questions coming in. Let's see who we got questions from today, guys. We got questions today. Uh, coming in from, let's see, Robin in Miami, Terry from Chicago, Brittany from Dallas, David from D.C. We'll get to all your questions here in just a couple of minutes. Hey, for those of you that have joined us uh, from the media sales side of my business, um, we've got some special news for all of you. Based on your popular demand, we are launching Ad Sales Nation. It's going to be a podcast just for those of you in the media sales business. So uh, be checking your email inbox for that. For the rest of you here in the, uh, if you will, quote unquote, normal <laughs> sales world, we're going to stay right here at the Sales Training World uh, podcast. But you're going to be spinning off for those of you in the media business. I'll tell you that media business is tough. And so we feel like we've got a lot of questions that are very, very specific to media sales. We're going to be uh, doing that. Also had a couple requests from uh, some, some of my Silicon Valley peeps about doing a podcast all about software, IT, and enterprise sales. And we're looking at doing that in 2018. Uh, maybe we'll go ahead and spin uh, that off. So don't forget, you can find us online at salestrainingworld.com. Check out the podcast, blogs, coaching, and all that kind of stuff. For those of you in the media sales business, we are over at 360adsales.com, 360adsales.com. So, all right, check that out. Keep your questions coming in. Let's get rocking and rolling, and then we'll get to your listener questions. Uh, our topic is seven ways to boost your fall sales numbers. Each fall, I'd like to dissect and talk a little bit about the fall sales season because I think we all would agree when it comes close to the autumn season, you know, it's in the air. And even if your fiscal year doesn't follow the calendar year, when you add in the holiday season and New Year celebrations, all to that mix, you've kind of got a double whammy. Things tend to really slow down around the holidays and we're not going to let it happen. My friends, we're going to keep right on rocking. So let's talk about seven things. Number one is I really want to encourage you not to believe the crowd. All too often this time of year, people are listening to the crowd and the sales crowd would say the world of sales slows down. People are too focused on Thanksgiving turkey. People are too clo uh, focused on the Christmas holiday. And for me, this is a time of year when people slow down and I don't. And I think that's why one of the main reasons that I really get ahead. No one makes decisions this time of year is just a lie. So let other salespeople continue to think this way. In my sales training programs, 
And when I'm coaching people, I teach that most decisions to buy are made months before a deal is ever signed. We are in a transactional business, but it is highly likely that people are going to need time to think. If you follow a lot of those national sales trainers out there, they'll say things to you like, never let someone say no, and things like that. Here's a simple fact. If you actually sell every day the way that I do, and I'm not just a trainer and a coach, I actually sell stuff, okay, then you, you realize people are going to take time to make decisions. And so because of that, we need to get ahead of the curve. This is a time of year when other salespeople are slowing down, and I'm not slowing down. So if your sales process is to meet a new client, introduce your product or service, and get a deal signed after the first meeting, probably in today's environment with all the options that are out there, you're, you're, you're not doomed, but it's going to be kind of hard. So instant sales, they're just rare. So I would like to, to encourage you to learn from this error. Use this time of year to sell hard so when the client's new budgets are approved in January, February, March, April, sometimes May in the next fiscal year, you're primed. You're ready to go. A lot of you, you're waiting until the decision maker's time. And if you're trying to guess that time, I mean, I've got a, a magic eight ball here. Let me ask you, is the advice that I'm giving today good advice? And um, yes, it is decidedly so. So if you're using a magic eight ball, <laughs> I really do have one sitting here. If you're using a magic eight ball to guess or you're just guessing based upon your gut, you might be wrong. So don't wait until the budget is approved. What you want to do is start selling early. I like to encourage my clients to understand that. I know you don't have money right now. I know you don't have budget right now. I know that your budget's not approved right now. Why don't I give you a few ideas to consider? Let's talk about these things in a non-threatening, non-sales way. Let's discuss all of your options so that when your budget is approved, we're ready to go and we're not waiting until then and rushing. I really feel like the less you sell, the more you sell. And if I could write a book entitled that, The Less You Sell, The More You Sell, I think people would really have a winner on their hands. The problem is it's a crappy title. I mean, it makes sense to me. I know it makes sense to you because in today's environment, the less you sell somebody, the more likely it is they're going to buy from you because people hate salespeople. Prospects just hate us. They just do because we've been trained for so many years to put the screws to them. So for me, I'm not going to believe the crowd. That's tip number one. I'm going to use this time of year to build relationships. So sure, are things slowing down? Yeah, absolutely. Things slow down. People's focus changes. But for me, I'm going to focus in and I'm going to work on building some good quality relationships with people. I'm also going to try to help them understand if we get ahead of their budget, the pressure to make a decision is much less when their budget budget is actually approved. Now, idea number two for you, seven ideas to boost your sales this fall. Number two is this is a time of year to look to expand your client relationships. Look to expand client relationships. Let's go back to that. The less you sell, the more you sell. Because salespeople typically are a colossal waste of time, because typically you are in transaction mode, like you're always trying to sell something, because of that and because of the world that we live in, everything moving at 9,000 miles per hour, a 24-7 news cycle, our phone wakes us up and very often our phone puts us to sleep. It's a great time of year as people are defocused to build relationships, to have some cocktails after work, to work with people in non-sales ways, to invite folks to, you know, lunch and learns or seminars about growth opportunities, whether it's in marketing, their product or service, or in advertising design or SEO or whatever it is that you sell. It's a great time of year for meet and greets. 
it's, it's a great time of year of that. So as a sales coach on these type of, of calls and opportunities when people are wanting to sell like mad right now to close out the year strong, I would say you can do that. You can push hard. But typically, this is a better time of year to grow relationships with people. Uh, buy those holiday tickets, uh, invite people to lunch and things like that. If you slow yourself down just a little bit in your mindset, you might find that you actually will close more deals. Now, let's not forget, this is a time of year for discretionary spending or leftovers. A lot of times people have money in their budget. If they don't use it, they lose it. So it is a good time of year for that. So some of your emails could be related to those types of things. So a subject line could be closing out the year strong or, you know, we want to help you close out the year strong. The body of the email might be something like, hey, I know a lot of us are in a situation where if we don't use our budget, we'll lose it. Uh, we've got ways to take your 2017 money, make it work for you in 2018, things along those lines. So it's a great time of year to have some conversations with folks. Don't forget, because we're always in transaction mode, we often get caught in that transactional loop. So you think about that, it's important for us to understand if we're going to grow, if we're going to be the best we can be, we've got to get into that relationship loop. And it's hard. I'm 45 and I feel disconnected. And I'm not old. I mean, I, if you think 45 is old, I got a new thing coming to tell you. Okay, it's not. It, I feel like we're, we're just kind of disconnected from folks. And it's because we don't take the opportunity to meet and greet. Now, you might say, yeah, but Ryan, you know, I'm 45. Millennials don't want to talk to me. I'm an old man. That's crap. That's not true. It's not true at all. First of all, stop hating millennials. That's the first thing. Secondly, understand they're super passionate. And third, understand they, they love to talk through things. They love that. It's an opportunity for you to build some quality relationships. Here's something for you. Pick up the dang phone. You know, pick up the phone. And you might be surprised this time of year, the number of people that actually do respond and I think you might be surprised with that. So tip number one, don't forget, don't believe the crowd. This is a good time of year to sell. Number two, look to expand your client relationships. All right, number three, this time of year, you don't want to stop prospecting. And what I mean by that is you want to be really working on your prospecting process, cleaning up your CRM. Many salespeople fall dead during this time of year. They basically go dormant. Don't fall into that trap. It's a good time of year to build relationships, grow relationships, start your mini marketing plans. We'll talk about that in a minute. You want to take advantage of everybody else that's sitting around and being slow around the holidays. It's going to give you a leg up on the competition. From a sales training perspective, this needs to be a part of your routine. If you don't have a good prospecting process, look to my big 50 process or my top 20 process, depending on how many clients that you need. My big 50 is really, really simple. Five days in the week, 10 prospects a day. And I'm reaching out in a, a very unique pattern. I detail it in my book on Amazon called Selling Backwards. Uh, check that out. It is designed for those of you in the media sales business. But hey, if you can't learn from other businesses, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't honestly know what to tell you. So don't procrastinate. Start prospecting. Use this time of year to begin to market to new prospects. It's a time of year when everybody else is going to slow down, so you shouldn't slow down. You shouldn't slow down. All right, number four, idea number four for you. So number one was don't believe the crowd. Don't slow down. Number two, look to expand relationships. Number three, don't stop prospecting. Build your prospecting process this time of year. Update your CRM. Make it airtight. Number four, reignite the fire. 
in what it is that you're selling. Find the passion again. Very often this time of year, you've had a long year. Your sales manager has beat the crap out of you. It's a good time of year to reignite that fire, if you will, that's in your belly for selling. Why did you take this job in the first place? Maybe you've got a new boss that's a jerk. Heck, it's happened to me many occasions. This is not a time of year to be quitting. It's a time of year to, to find that fire in your belly. As the days get shorter, our attention spans get shorter. It's dark at five o'clock. We just want to go home. The skies are gray as we drive to work. It's hard to find inspiration. So the way you feel about your product affects the way that you sell your product. This has really caused you to, to sound and even act lethargic. So as a sales coach, I, I'm often uh, asking this question of, of my clients. Go back in time for me. Tell me what excited you about your job when you first started. So if I was on a coaching call with you, I'd ask you that. So think about that for a second. Go back in time. Tell me what excited you about your job when you first started. What was it? And then I might ask, go back and think about what got you excited to sell this product when you first started. See, a good coach is going to ask you questions like that. They're going to take you deep. They're going to ask you to find those answers to help you get excited. This is a gloomy time of year. It's cold and it's rainy. Even in South Carolina, we have got warm weather most of the year. Still is pretty gloomy. Now, I might also suggest a few simple things. They're going to sound dumb, but they're very simple. Listen to upbeat music on the way to work. Don't listen to NPR and the news that's going to bring you down. All right. Now, I, I know not everything on NPR is negative. <laughs> I get it. I'm just the news in general. Typically right now is pretty negative. Listen to some upbeat music. You know, find some karaoke tracks that you can sing along with. Change your screensaver uh, on your desktop to, to someplace you've been that was sunny uh, and fun. Find that love that you once had. Maybe you need to read some books over the holidays. Um, you could uh, go and reignite that. There's a ton of great sales books that are out right now. There's a ton of good books about marketing. There's one that uh, Joe Polizzi just put out called Killing Marketing, which I think is great. Uh, Jay Bear's got a book called Hug Your Haters, uh, which I think is, is also great. Go back to the oldies, uh, but the goodies, and, and check out some of Chet Holmes' old books on selling and things like that. Find some inspiration. Reignite that fire in what you're selling. All right, that's number four this time of year. All right, number five of seven on boosting your fall sales numbers. Number five is not easy, but it's easy to say. <sighs> Clean up your CRM tool. Get it cleaned up. All too often when I'm working with somebody, I notice their CRM tool is a mess. I mean, just a flat out mess. The notes are all a monkey mess. Um, you've not kept good notes. You're not keeping up with things. I, I'm doing this right now. I realized that I was using the Reminders app in my iPhone more than I was using my CRM tool. You need to wrap your head around, what is this CRM tool supposed to do? It's not about creating extra work. It's about keeping you on task, keeping you on track. You know, it wasn't but maybe two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, that uh, my CRM reminded me of somebody I was supposed to call. And I'll be honest with you, I forgot about this person. I just did. And in doing some CRM housekeeping, it popped up and I went, oh my gosh, how did I forget this person? It was crazy to me. How did I forget them? If it hadn't been for my CRM, I would have lost 20 grand. You know, I reached out to these folks and, and like, oh yeah, thanks. My CRM saved my bacon. So it's a good time of year 
to clean up your CRM, get some more training on your CRM. I mean, here's the thing. I run across people all the time, all the freaking time that do not effectively know how to run their CRM tool, whatever it is. In the media business, I use a, a CRM tool called the Magazine Manager and the Newspaper Manager. Um, I've got clients that use Salesforce. I've got clients that use Microsoft products, Pipedrive, and things like that. I've got people all the time that don't know how to use their freaking CRM. I mean, come on, guys. This is, this is quintessential to your business. It is something that's core. So get some training. Get online. Watch the videos. Go to lynda.com. Ask your administrator, hey, need some help on this. I'll tell you that there was a sales professional I worked with, and she was awesome at our CRM. She was almost an admin, and she was young, vibrant, fun, and she, I mean, she knew how to run that CRM tool inside and out. And to this day, I can tell you that Veronica is one of not only the best sales rep I ever worked with, um, but she also knew that CRM, and it drove her success. Um, so kudos to you, Veronica. You're a rock star in my book and will always be. All right, number six of seven, I'm boosting your false sales numbers. Dig deep on your professional development. I mean, this is the time of year when people are asking you, hey, what can I get you for Christmas? And as, as crazy as it sounds, I'd love, really, really love for you to consider asking for some business books this holiday season. Now, I know that it sounds boring, like really, Ryan, wah, wah, wah. I mean, that's just super, super boring. So let me give you a few other book titles that you might consider. You can search online for those, uh, you know, as well. But for me, I think there's a ton that are right staring you flat in the face that you really, really should look at. Um, the uh, Brian J. Jones book uh, about Jim Henson, that's a great one. Um, the Future is Better Than You Think. Uh, that's another good book that Stephen Kotler and uh, Peter uh, Diamondist, Diamondist, I think I'm saying that right. Another good one by Jamil Yogis is The Fear Project. I mean, what you can do is go over uh, to, to Inc.com and just look uh, and search for 27 books. And I think you'll find lots of lists, um, books to read. Ready Player One by Ernest Klein is a good one. Um, War and Peace is another good one. Great by Choice is a new one from Jim Collins. I think that's great. I mean, there's a bunch of great ones. So where I found that list that I'm reading from is 27 must-read books for getting ahead in business and life. Over on Inc.com, 27 must-read books for getting ahead in business and in life. Now, I'm just a voracious book reader. Voracious? Voracious? Somebody correct me. Voracious. There you go. Book reader. And I love to read, but I also travel a ton, so I've got a ton of time uh, to read. So I think it's, uh, it's important. All right. So now last but not least, idea number seven is really planning out your 2018 wish list. Okay. Planning out your 2018 wish list is idea number seven. And what I mean by that is who are the clients? Who are the customers that you want in 2018? If you could have these people, your life would change. Or these businesses, your life would change in 2018. And you want to plan that out. Use a whiteboard. Put it in your cubicle, on your wall, whatever. Go old school. Get that whiteboard out and put these people on there and create a hit list. As crazy as it sounds, think of yourself as a bit of a stalker. You know, somebody that's good. You're going to go after them. You're going to get them. You know, you're going to get these people. And um, I'm not encouraging you to be a stalker, by the way. It's just kind of what came in my brain there for a second. I want you to really consider what, what can you do to make these people top of mind? for 2018. Create a top 10 wish list for next year. 
put those people on your wall. Sometimes I'll go to LinkedIn, I'll print out pictures of the people and put them next to their names on the wall. Sometimes I'll put my plan of attack next to them. I've been accused, when you see my list, it looks like, you know, I'm a serial killer or something. It's <laughs> just the way that it looks on the wall. I'm trying to solve a crime here. The crime is these people have not bought from me. I'm being funny and kind of wacky to prove a point, and that is, or to, to help you understand a point. If you don't plan, you know, you're out, you're out of luck. I mean, you're just, you're just working and operating off random thoughts. And I just don't think that it makes any sense at all. I want you to always remember this. Any plan is better than no plan. It's so important to always remember that. Learn, get over to sales training world, read articles, spend a lot of time in personal development. You know, that number seven idea of planning out your wish list is so unbelievably important. All right. All right, so then uh, don't forget number number um, uh, six is digging deep on your professional development. Number five is cleaning up your CRM tools. Number four is reigniting, finding that passion for what it is you're selling. Uh, number three, keep on prospecting people. Keep it happening. Number two, look to expand your relationships. And number, number one, so important of these seven is don't believe the crowd. Lots of things happen this time of year, so definitely don't believe the crowd. All right, let's get your listener questions. Thanks for sending them in over to Ryan at RyanDorn.com, D-O-H-R-N, Ryan at RyanDorn.com. Love these questions. I'd love to answer them for you. All right, Robin from Miami, she asks, email is losing its effectiveness. What can I do to be more effective? Yeah, good, good, good question, Robin. So direct mail now has got almost a 3.4 response rate, which is absolutely unheard of. And so Robin, what I'm doing a lot more of these days is good old fashioned snail mail. I mean, call me crazy. I'm writing handwritten thank you notes. I'm sending letters to people. I'm taking my uh, information and I'm putting it in manila envelopes. I'm hand addressing those envelopes, sending it to people at home. Uh, sometimes at, uh, I'm sorry, at work, I guess you could send it to their home. Uh, that might work uh, as well. I'm going over to 1-800-Flowers.com. I am buying the all-year shipping pass so I can ship for free. I'm sending popcorn to people. I'm doing things that are a little more old school because I agree with you. I mean, email effectiveness in sales is beginning to, to wane. I wish I could say that just, you know, start texting them. That'll change or start Snapchatting them and that will change. Um, I would also say that LinkedIn is a great way to reach people. Um, it is not overused. Um, I would be one that would know that because I would get hit up all the time by salespeople. So I don't think LinkedIn is overused. So that might be a good resource. But what I like to encourage my coaching clients to do is develop mini marketing plans. Like that idea number seven on the wish list, I like to develop little mini marketing plans. So like, for example, week one, Robin, I might send you a bag of popcorn with a note. Um, I'm trying to get creative here. Uh, week two, I might send you a handwritten thank you note with a $5 Starbucks card in it. Uh, week number three, I might send you a traditional email. Week four, uh, I might leave you a couple of messages on the phone uh, that week. Week five, I might text you. What I'm trying to do is establish a pattern of polite persistence. That's what I'm trying to do. So I agree with you, Robin. Email's losing its effectiveness. It's not just in uh, Miami. And I wish I could say that texting is the answer. It's probably not. You're probably going to get creative. Think about some mini marketing plans. So, all right, next question. Terry from Chicago. Terry asks, my boss is asking me to work all days around Thanksgiving and Christmas. 
Is this realistic? Um, Terry, I'll be honest to tell you that I don't necessarily think that it's exactly realistic, but I, I know what your boss is getting at. What they're trying to get at is trying to drive you forward this time of year. They're trying to encourage you not to give up this time of year. But let's be honest. We do need a work-life balance if we're going to be successful. And so, Terry, one of the things I'd encourage you to consider is this. Maybe there is a give and take here. Maybe you can say, hey, um, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, uh, I'd like to spend the time with my family, so I'm going to do this, this, and this uh, to work harder around that holiday. Um, Christmas is a time, the two days before and two days after, pretty much leading into the new year, really tough. Those are tough times to sell. And even though we're talking about boosting fall sales, and I'm telling you not to give up around the holidays, those days right before and after are a little bit tough. Maybe the boss would let you work from home, send your emails from home. Maybe you can load all those emails using a tool like Boomerang. Um, Are you guys familiar with Boomerang? Boomerang is a tool, an email tool, that allows you to set up the future sending of emails. So you could load those emails day before Christmas or whatever and send them maybe the Monday after, something along those lines. Um, Also, Boomerang's awesome for the price. Oh my gosh. It also brings email back to the top of your inbox at a particular day if somebody doesn't reply. So I'm a big fan of Boomerang. Big shout out to Boomerang, everybody. Tell them to sponsor the Sales Training World podcast. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Um, So Terry, just consider this. I understand what the manager, what your boss is trying to do. I don't think they're just being an evil person. Um, Well, I mean, I don't know them. Maybe they are. Um, Maybe they're a White Sox fan. No, I'm kidding. Joke in Chicago. Go Cubs. Wish the Cubs would have done better this year. Shoot. Dang it, Cubs. Anyways, you think about it, Terry. Um, I'm joking, by the way, White Sox fans. You know, Terry, don't think of them as being a mean person. Maybe what they're trying to do is just help you do what I'm trying to do now, and that is just drive you forward. Okay, just drive you forward. All right, Brittany from Dallas, she asks, how do you feel about texting clients? Good question, Brittany. I'm going to guess, based upon the spelling of your name and your name, I'm going to guess probably that you're a little bit younger than me. I could be wrong uh, about that. I'm 45, and this is how I feel about it, and I would encourage you to ask some of your millennial clients how they feel. If I know somebody, and I have even a small semblance of a relationship with them, I don't have a problem texting them. What I don't like is texting people that I don't know in the sales process. Now, it wasn't, I think maybe last month, I had a conversation with a guy named Matt Skinner. And Matt is a multimillionaire uh, real estate developer. And he believes in texting people. He loves it. And so while I don't want to necessarily disagree with Matt because I like Matt, I think he's a good guy and is very successful, I'm not a big fan of spam texting. It's just not my thing. And I don't think that Matt's doing that per se, but he's a big fan of text marketing and it works for him. So I think you've got to test it out a little bit. My thought, if I was coaching you, would be if you have a relationship with somebody, texting is probably okay. If you don't, I would probably ask for permission before I did that. Check it out and try it. If you are working with millennial clients, it's a lot more accepted. However, I coach a lot of millennials and they don't like being texted from people that they don't know. A lot of times their go-to is blocking you. So if I had to make a decision, Brittany, if I had to make a decision, I would probably say not to text them unless you've already had some type of conversation with them. Now, Brittany, you can drop me another email. Maybe you're 55 years old and I've guessed you all wrong. And if I did, 
Well, then I apologize. And um, just let me know. All right. All right. Last question. Last listener question for this month. Uh, David from D.C. What's going on, David? In uh, Washington, D.C. His question, should I go pro on LinkedIn? Meaning, should I upgrade to a higher uh, service level on LinkedIn? Hmm. <laughs> well, good question. I have an answer. I'm trying to figure out how to... Um, you guys could have given me these questions in advance. <laughs> um, okay, let me figure... Let me, let me say this. First of all, we just did a podcast a uh, month before last on 12 things people do wrong on LinkedIn. So check that out. Um, it'll come up next in the playlist if you're listening on SoundCloud or, or iTunes. All right. So should you go pro? You do not have to go pro to be effective on LinkedIn. You don't have to do that. However, with that said, going to the next level, the premier level, does allow you to do a lot more things. So in-mail, communicating on in-mail, uh, getting a lot more features, uh, searchability. There's so many things that get unlocked to you when you go to that next level on LinkedIn that if you can afford the investment, which I think is maybe 70 bucks a month, something like that. If you can afford that, I would actually, I'd do it, especially if your company would pay for it. I would do it because it unlo unlocks a lot of features in mail being the biggest uh, feature. So say, um, since I don't know you, David, let's say that you're a sole proprietor and you don't have the budget for the 70 bucks a month. You don't have to go pro to use LinkedIn effectively. You can learn a lot on LinkedIn, then using Google searches, find out people's email addresses and, and things like that. Now, someone had actually had just messaged over to me about LinkedIn and going to the next level isn't necessarily going to give somebody your contact info. So until you move to more of a sales navigator uh, setup, which is good, really good setup, you're not going to get much more contact information unless you're a first connection to that person. So LinkedIn is, is just, is my go-to. I love LinkedIn. Um, I do have an upgraded uh, business profile and I do use the higher level service there. And I get a lot out of LinkedIn. If someone said, Hey, what's the most effective sales tool that you have? First of all is my CRM, whichever CRM you use, there's hundreds out there. I, I just can't sell without a CRM. That's the first thing. Second thing is LinkedIn. And then I've got other tools, you know, that I use like Boomerang that I just mentioned uh, and things like that. So should you go pro on LinkedIn? Um, David, if you can, if your company pays for it, yeah, do it. If you don't know whether you should do it or not, because it's kind of money's tight, maybe try it for a few months. I think you can do that and then cancel. And if you don't, if you don't get the effectiveness out of it, but you've got to use LinkedIn to the best of its ability. So I'll be sure to go and check that out. All right, Robin, Terry, Brittany, David, going to send you a Sales Training World uh, t-shirt for sending that in. So if you heard your name today, drop me an email real quick. Let me know what size, small, medium, large, extra large. We'll get that out to you. As we do to everybody that sends in questions here to the Sales Training World podcast and the new Ad Sales Nation podcast, which will be starting here in just a couple of weeks. All right, friend, my name is Ryan Dorn, and my company is Brain Swell Media. My email address, ryan at ryandorn.com, D-O-H-R-N, ryan at ryandorn.com. I sell every day just like all of you, and that's where all this information comes from. In addition to that, I also train teams just like yours and coach people just like you. Got John on my team that also coaches salespeople, and uh, we're thrilled to have you listen in on the podcast each and every week. All right, friends, if there's something I can do for you, reach out, ryan at ryandorn.com. Otherwise, keep those questions coming. We'll see you back here next month. Don't forget, if sales was easy, everybody be doing it. And they're not. 
So we're either crazy <laughs> or we've found a career that will feed our families for a lifetime. All right, friends, God bless. We'll see you out on the streets. <laughs>